1: Hello and welcome to Spooning with me, Mark Wogan. Each week I am joined by a very special guest here at the Mount Street Restaurant in Mayfair where we talk about the food they love and the food that they think they hate. And we will challenge those perceptions by blindfolding them and feeding them various spoons. Now, this week taking on the spoons is a woman who has enjoyed a big breakfast, has occasionally inspected some food, but now is here spreading some joy. Please welcome the lovely, the amazing Gabby Ross. I think we should divulge that we, we have met before. Just a bit. Because you used to occasionally work with someone that I know quite well.
2: I, I, I vaguely remember. Vaguely, vaguely remember. What's even weirder is... Oh, my dad. Yeah, your brother also works with somebody I know quite well, well. Yes, With your dad? With my dad. It's it's a family affair.
1: Well, your dad taught my brother how to speak on the radio. Yeah. Because my brother used to read the news.
2: And the your radio. dad told me that it's not brain surgery, it's only TV. What else
1: did you learn from him? For those who don't know,
2: we aren't Yeah, here. we're talking about, about Terry. Terry, your dad. Happened? He and I felt exactly the same about not rehearsing. We never liked to rehearse anything. But he really didn't like to oh, reverse. And I, I would do, at least do the, if we had an item to do. I remember there was a sale at Bonham's or Christie's with artwork from movies. So I was sort of going through it all. He went, I'm not even looking. He didn't, he always absolutely none at all. But he also, he, he took life not too seriously. Do you know what we used to do behind the scenes with children in need? If he had a sweet in his mouth, he'd go, where shall I put it? And then he put it in my mouth. If I had anything, I'd put it in his mouth. Yes, if that's how close we were. <laughs> I'm not advising anybody to but, do that.
1: But that's not where it started for you. I, You know, when well, I was r- doing a little research on mm. you, what I'd forgotten about was where you started out, which was motor mouth.
2: Even before that, I, I worked in telly. There was cable television first, and that nobody had ever seen pan-European television before. So there was a daily programme and it was a a channel called uh, Super Channel. Then I went to Motormouth, which was a Saturday morning kids' show. Because in the old days, it wasn't food on a Saturday morning. It was kids' telly. And we were up against BBC. They had something called Going Live. And there was Motormouth. And it was the show that Take That first ever performed on. And and I was with Neil Buchanan, Mr Art Attack. I've had the most amazing television husbands. Neil Buchanan, Chris Evans... Terry Wogan I mean I
1: know you, you don't you, get you, better
2: but you, you've had a lot of
1: TV husbands yeah. of a very high caliber because
2: yeah.
1: you started on the Big Breakfast with Chris you launched that yeah. together yeah. and that was incredible at 31
2: the time. years ago
1: but there must have been such a sort of sudden whirlwind for you in terms of notoriety or oh. fame if you want to call it that to go
2: I hate that word I know so do I Do you know what it was? It was when I was doing Motormouth, and I did that for three years, that people, the press would say, what would you like to do next? And I'd say, I'd like to do Saturday morning telly every day of the week. Mm. I never thought that was going to happen. So when when I started auditioning, and it's sort of a a famous story, but um, Chris, I had to screen test five times, and then the last time Chris just went, this is ridiculous, just give the girl the job. And they used to ask me things like, "Are you always this happy and nice?" And I'd be, well, yeah, I love television.
1: I mean, you are. We bump into each other a lot, and we, you know, we spend quite a bit of time together. You are always ridiculously happy.
2: I'm very lucky.
1: I know, because yeah. with your new book, "Spread the Joy," out to buy now, you kind of explain how to be like you.
2: Well, it's not to be like me. It's just it's tips and tricks to feel joy and then how to pass it on. And I, I, there, are, there are learned things that you can do. There are things you can do. And I know that life is really tough for everybody. So there were a lot of people asking me to put it into a book. So that's why I did it.
1: Yeah, Cause, And I think that's why you and Dad got on, because you were both spreaders of joy.
2: Oh, he was a true joy spreader.
1: Well, I mean, that's one of the lovely things I have now, but he's not alive. Is I get to hear from people like you and people I've never met before that he met, if they've met him, they all have a significant story about how he just made them feel good at that moment. It was his twinkle. What oh, was his twinkle?
2: He had a twinkle. Oh my God. Have I got any, You've got the any twinkle? twinkle. You've got mm-hmm. the twinkle. Yeah, You've got the little twinkle. twinkle. You've got the twinkle. Well,
1: it, I, mean, I hope so. Some of it passed through the Of
2: genius. course, it does. You're so like your dad. I think you're more like your dad than Alan, your brother.
1: Right. But Alan's Alan's,
2: Alan's Alan.
1: But Alan, what Alan has is Dad's calmness. Because dad could be very calm in a situation. That's what made him great uh, yeah, with yeah. live broadcast That's right.
0: Not
2: There's brain surgery.
1: nothing But yeah. nothing ever phased him. Yeah. You know, I mean, and there was a couple of fantastic gaffes over, over
2: Oh, the we had some on children in need. But Goodness me. That, that would
1: crush most people. And he was like, well, yeah, he It's not brain surgery. No, it's not brain surgery. So you started working with him in 95. Is it ninety five? Ninety five on children need you, still? Do it? you know?
2: I don't. I think I did ninety four, but I wasn't hosting it. Yeah. And then they brought me in to host it for eleven years.
1: Because yeah. he loved doing that with you, because it was that thing of because it was back then. It was seven hours,
2: seven hours live and of not 90, that scripted,
1: in, not that scripted, not really rehearsed, and the two of you absolutely loving it when it went wrong.
2: Oh, we loved it yeah. completely, and it did go wrong a lot.
1: And then. You got to do the Terry and Gabby show that was produced by our beautiful Oh,
2: Chris, Chris Evans. Yes. So the three of us were back together, which was lovely.
1: Prior to people coming on this show, they have to answer their food questions. Yes. I have to say, Gabby, yours was what can only be described as detailed.
2: Well, it has to be because I, ha- I am really allergic and the amount of restaurants that I go to these days, if you say you've got a gluten mm. allergy, they go, do you don't mind just a little bit? Cause well, actually, I do, and it happened recently.
1: I mean, it's one of, one of my great pains is you've never been able to eat what I do. I
2: know, meal, cause it's and pizza. how many times have I said, can you please get gluten-free?
1: And as I've said to you, I would do gluten-free if I could find a decent gluten-free flour that made something even remotely like a pizza.
2: Well, there is a company that do a gluten-free one, and it does taste a little bit sandy.
1: Yeah. Mm. They're all a bit... It's, I sort of like it. When we've experimented with gluten-free flour and you make a pizza base, I think it's not dissimilar to the takeaway box that you serve it in <laughs> text.
2: You sell it my husband. <laughs> because everything that I get in the house, you know, I'll get gluten-free this and that and the other. And if there's a great gluten-free pancake that I make. And my husband just... He sort of picks it up and goes... Wax, it goes, well, it's a nice bit of cardboard. Well, I mean... It... He says it's taste-free, sugar-free. Yeah, but... Fun-free. but free but, but I like, see, I like. I cook things that I like.
1: Do you think it's because you're having so much fun, otherwise you don't bother having it with food?
2: Uh, do you know what? I do have fun with food as long as there's pickles. pickles. Love pickles. Pickles. Pickles, everything. Pickled, pickled, anything.
1: What could be under the cloches today? However...
2: <laughs> Have you got well, any
1: pickles? N- well, we will have to pickles. wait and see. Back to fun and spreading joy. So I read this, and you focus on one of the things that I think is really important, and we all forget, which is, and it sounds ridiculous to say it, but remembering to breathe.
2: Mm.
1: You know, mm. did you do a lot of breath work, no. meditation practice? No, that sort of I thing? don't.
2: I, I'm, I, because I'm somebody who, who I don't. Need a lot of sleep. I did a sleep program for Channel 5 and learnt so much about sleep. And I used to be so anxious. Everyone said, Oh, you have to have eight hours of sleep a night. I think, Oh, I don't, I don't. Anyway, doing that show, I learnt a lot. But I, I've always got ideas. I love my jobs. I love what I do. I really do.
1: You seem to have boundless energy. Do you ever get tired?
2: Even when I was a child, I didn't sleep that much. And I'd get dressed the night before because I couldn't wait for the next day. Mm. Because the next day, I might find out I had a TV show. Weaver when I was a child, because that's all I wanted to do.
1: Which is strange, because you touch on it in the book, an ambition for a very shy
2: child. Desperately shy. Well, actually, the amount of people that I've spoken to who are actors or performers or musicians who suffered with shyness, I still do. There are times where I go out to a a party and I'll be with my husband. He'll say, I'm just going to the loo. i go, no, you're not. You're not going to the loo. If you go to the loo, I'm coming with you. You can't go to the police "Don't, Don't leave me. And he, obviously, we've been together 18 years now, so he's quite used to that. At the beginning, he couldn't quite believe it because we went, he asked me to a friend's party. we have been going out a few months. And I said, no, I've I, just gone really shy. I can't go. He said, you sure? I went, no, I really, really can't. And then the next night, we were at the Albert Hall for a charity event. And it was one of my charities, and I was doing the pledge bit. Uh, and they came up to me 10 minutes before, and they said, the MC of the show has got food poisoning. Would you do it? I mean, yeah, no problem. So I went on to the Albert Hall for two and a half hours doing a show I hadn't rehearsed, no script, just introducing the biggest acts on the planet for this very big charity event. And at the end, I came back and I saw David and his jaw was on the floor. But you couldn't come to the party like, I mean, that's different, <laughs> this, I love this.
1: But isn't that funny? I mean, again, that's where you're similar with Dad. You could stick him anywhere, he'd get on with anybody. You could stick him in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people talking or whatever. But he actually quite liked his own company
2: Um, he 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 was was probably quite shy as well wasn't he
1: the other thing that I notice is that and why you you two got on so well is neither of you really entertain negativity he would go what are you depressed about
2: no but there are people who do suffer with with depression I think we have really yeah and we have to be careful with that word but I think it's I try and turn things around and I think I've always been like that so if, if Instead of having road rage and somebody pulls out in front of you and hooting your horn and screaming, just rethink it and think maybe they've got to get to the hospital or maybe mm. something's happened. Mm. And and it's just it's just being more accepting. I think everyone's very judgmental. And I've
1: think. had to learn that because now I don't live in London anymore and I have to commute in for work. What you learn when you're doing that every day is just
2: let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. You can if sing that, this if that song. That person
1: wants to cut you up. Let
2: them. Yeah life's too short Life my mum died short. very very young i think that's that's the important thing you just every so often you just go you know what i'm still here how lucky am i
1: although when he was alive dad and i would have quite heated discussions about this where he'd go well you know not what are you feeling insecure about what are you worried about and i would say to him, I'd go you know, you are the exception to the rule. The rest of us yeah. are there going. Uh, um,
2: yeah.
1: How do I do this? But that's I important. I
2: think that's you really know. important, and that's I do say that in the book that, you know, it's I don't want it to seem trite that oh, everything can be jolly. Don't fake it. You can have moments of joy in a day. I'm not saying all day is joyful. Mm. I've gone through the most horrific times with mum and dad in two different hospitals with two different cancers, and dad getting the all clear and mum dying that day and then dad having a stroke and so all of that was a horrific time but i still looked for the joyful bits Mm. in between
1: no i think that is the thing and it's that somebody said it to me a while back because you know we all had different experiences say in the lockdown period Mm. and i think if you didn't have between sort of two and 25 moments during that sort of couple of year period where you went oh god yeah, yeah. You were dead from the neck up, or uh, really rich, yeah, or yeah. maybe both. But, yeah. I, but I think that <laughs> that thing of being able to step back from it and go, and I've got this French friend of mine who goes, just be careful not to miss the joy. Whatever's going on, I like
2: they him. there
1: would always be joy. And he literally does speak like that, despite having been here for 30 years. Do
2: you know what? It's really, I, you know, lockdown, there were moments that, like everybody, I just because I loved working and suddenly mm. not doing what I was doing I could do I did my radio show throughout but so I thought oh this is going to be t- I want to go out I because I, I walk every day ah oh, ah right find something to do so I then did live Instagram and I got all the biggest stars were around the planet because everyone yeah. was at home and I worked out the things that were important and as a family on a Friday night we would sit down and we'd we'd make our own homemade sushi that wasn't sushi at all but we pretended it was so anything you know anything to find those little moments but like everybody yeah of course and 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 right now the cost of living crisis we have to be totally aware i mean and the amount of people who are out there who do not have a home Mm. and we have to do things for other people that's part of it Mm. Uh, it's vitally important
1: but even if it's just only within your direct community the idea that you consider somebody else
2: always just be of service but you know what you like saying being, good morning uh, even just yeah. walking past somebody saying good morning and you can break them out of so a really really awful. i
1: mean the problem is if you do that on the tube in london they think you're wet. i do it i know but they do. not you know they think I d- you're not
2: so on my instagram i do it quite quite often i've done to see how many good mornings i could get my record is over 30. so from the minute i leave home i say good morning good morning and see how many people you get quite a few good mornings back. i have done it on the tube. I've also sung it. It's in the book about singing on the yeah. tube, this very strange experience, but it was great well, fun. I like the story about the singing van driver. Yeah. Oh, oh, the lovely Amazon delivery guy. Yeah. He was so lovely because he never made it as a singer, so he goes singing everywhere, people's doors. <laughs>
1: nice, he goes, occasionally I get told to shut up, but I just carry yeah, on, carry on. And smile at Oh, anyway. he's
2: anyway. so lovely. I
1: want him to deliver.
2: Love passes. him. And actually, the the amount of people that do sing in the street, there was. I was walking to come here. I was walking past some very famous hotel in London, uh, Claridges, and the doorman outside was having a little dance around. And I said, "Oh, that's a lovely dance." And he went, "Oh, Gabby Rosalind. I went, "Oh, Claridges." And and I said, "Keep dancing." And he went all day. Oh, yeah. So he danced. So I skipped off and danced a bit, and it was just a moment of you know he might be having really awful things happening in his life but he had that little moment
1: don't miss the joy yeah it is it it, that is the extraordinary thing that you know having been in a place where i couldn't see it yeah that when you when you do actually remove yourself from that you realize how easy it is to just fall into a pattern of missing it missing it missing it and it is available to you and i know we can all sort of sound a bit new agey and perhaps you know a bit sort of straight yeah trite and 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 perhaps over-therapized or or stupid middle-class people or whatever you want to call it that we're sort of talking like this but when you travel you know if you're lucky enough to travel and you go to other countries and you see people who have nothing and they are sm- smiling they are smiling more than you.
2: yeah I think I think there's too personally I think there's too much greed I l- I loathe like, greed.
1: Have you read that fantastic book Status Game? By, no. By Will Store, which breaks down why we all get caught into this status game and why we sort of play this game of life. Rather, I mean, look, if the absolute zenith of surrender is living off grid and you know, eating everything that you grow on your own. Fine. I mean, it doesn't necessarily appeal to me yeah because i quite like my creature comfort zone. so it is about balance as well and i think that's what you get across in the book Thank is you. that it's about balance it is it's, it's not all going to be unicorns no,
2: rainbows, no 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 don't, no,
1: don't miss when it is
2: the thing that i said so i have little tasks in the book about things to try out and one of the things i go on about is the very first thing in the morning is doing that is putting just getting a little smile on your face but it's the moment just before you reach for your telephone or your alarm to go off, and if you smile on your face, there's it's it's known medically that and science behind it that your brain then goes ah I feel good, mm. and then you do that you keep that smile on your face, and then you go into the bathroom and you smile at yourself in the mirror, you do feel better.
1: I know, and people would think that is stupid saying it, but also try it's, it. In my experience, it is about being consistent with those practices. Yeah. Discipline is freedom. Yeah, because we all think being rigid about something will. Constrictors, but if you're disciplined about the things that might make you feel good, weirdly, you end up feeling good. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This next stage does require you to be
2: blindfolded. Yeah, okay, that's fine.
1: I have the spooning with Mark Wagon blindfold. yeah there, which many people liken to a small bra.
2: It is like a small bra.
1: I'm going to feed you the spoon, and what I then need you to do is describe the flavours and textures you're experiencing. Oh Here God. it comes. Open This wide. is
2: really frightening.
1: Come on. Okay. Come on, trust me. Okay. Trust me. Okay. A bit wider. Oh, you didn't take the whole spoon. <laughs> Hold on. It's not going well. This. <laughs> it's coming out. <laughs>
2: Is that rice pudding? Oh, it's my hell. Oh, God. (laughs) That is disgusting.
1: (laughs) Gabby, you've excelled yourself. There's only one
2: thing I don't like on the planet, and it's rice pudding. Oh! I think it's the invention of the devil. You can give me gluten and make me feel sick and ill and can't breathe, but don't ever do that. Oh, I hate rice pudding. <laughs> is that what was under there? Yes.
1: Oh. Well, we thought we'd dressed it. It's a beautiful. But it's not homemade. No, it's disgusting. Rice pudding. Oh. With white truffle shaved over the top of it. I mean, it's 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 God's dessert. This one. Ah, oh, it's disgusting.
2: Mm. That is disgusting. Creamy. I oh, think God is disgusting. Comforting. I can't even Loads look at van- rice pudding. Loads of vanilla. T- My kids will be laughing so much at this because they tease of- me. They show me pictures of rice pudding. Oh, that was disgusting. How could you do that? <laughs> it's the only thing I don't like. Now, I'll tell you what, it stems back to when I was at school and they, I ate rice pudding and I vomited it out. And it just which, stays which with you. pretty
1: much happened just now.
2: Meh. <laughs> well,
1: our job here... On spooning is to try and change opinions.
2: Well, that didn't work.
1: And we have failed miserably <laughs> there. So I will ask you to don this one
2: more. Oh, time. no!
1: Well, I mean, you can guess. If it's, uh, you know, oh, no. we've given you something you hate, oh!
2: maybe. Oh,
1: no. You're going to get something you like. Who knows?
2: Oh, dear Lord. So okay.
1: Here is your. Oh, no. Next I thought that rice pudding was delicious.
2: It, it was is. really revolting.
1: I absolutely. The, probably one of the best rice puddings it's ever It's the
2: most disgusting thing.
1: Right. So here oh, is God. your second spoon. Oh based on your questionnaire. <sighs> breathe. Do you want, need a moment? <laughs> Remember you're the one who teaches us to breathe and it's okay. breath and right. it. Have a good breath. Okay. Let it out. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Hope <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bit wider. Bit wider. There we go. Now.
2: What oh you, what that is want? amazing.
1: Ah, you see.
2: That's my favourite thing on the planet.
1: Describe the flavours. Describe the textures.
2: Oh, that's perfection. Well, I think it's tuna. Yes. And avocado yep. and chili and a,
1: and a little bit of caviar.
2: Is there lime in there? Yep.
1: Yeah. So this is this is Cornish tuna. That's amazing. Jamie crazy. has prepared. He's put it through a.
2: Because it's okay. Cornish tuna is okay because yeah, yep. obviously we have to be really sustainable sustainable. About.
1: Sustainable. And it's been um, it's been given a light sort of citrus dressing, and then he's got that sort of little touch of sort of avocado esque guacamole. Oh,
2: it's incredible! And then with a little uh, fine caviar. That was you. incredible. That was abs. That's my final meal. Oh, we,
1: we no, my last meal. Death row meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so Jamie, you've made her death row meal for
2: her. You yes. might have killed me with you the rice, rice pudding. pudding.
1: <laughs> yes, admittedly.
2: I love it when it's mm. multi-layered. And you get mm. you can feel you can just and each bit that you eat you can then get another layer and another that is. But well,
1: with that perfection. you've got the kind of subtle bit of the tuna. You get the kind of creaminess and the little bit of heat in the avocado. Oh, and then you get the extra sort of uplift of the sea with the caviar as well.
2: Absolutely incredible. <laughs>
1: And I can't thank you enough for joining me here.
2: Thank you very much.
1: And being very
2: brave. Yeah, I can't say. believe you gave me rice pudding. <laughs> <That's> the only <laughs>
1: well, thing I really. Well, thanks for that goes to Jamie Shears, the head chef here, and the team at Mount Street, who once again have put up what I thought was spectacular food. And
2: oh, the tuna. Oh. Uh,
1: and and Gabby thought the tuna was nice.
2: It, not just nice. I just said it, it's my final meal. It's the final meal. Yeah
1: just don't follow it
2: with <laughs> right, it,
1: okay now if you like what we're doing here at spooning you can follow us at spooning with mark wogan across all your social media channels and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube because we film this as well a massive massive spooning thanks to Gabby
2: Thank you very much. Who will be
1: spreading joy via her new book, which is out to buy now. So go and get it if you want to put a smile on your face. And we will be back next week with another very special guest who will be challenging them for the food they think they love and the food that they think they hate.